Welcome. Episode 9 of Word to Your Mama. Today's episode, we have what I call a unicorn situation. Um, that's why I'm so hyped. And uh, we could have talked for probably hours more. But um, so this episode is a little bit longer, but I want to keep everything in there. I got uh, mad twins with two eyes. Por favor. Mad twins are African American and Jamaican via Panama um, artists, animators, designers, overall amazing humans that uh, I was super stoked to have on. They live on different coasts. So also scheduling, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I can't say enough about them. You could hear it in my voice how hyped I am and how I'm gushing and, you know, just I want to hear everything about them. But they've done everything from boondocks, um, blockheads for a lot of you out there are probably listening to this because you're huge fans of blockheads. And um, they did that amazing I'm Just a Slave uh, those presented by the roots and so many more things. Um, and yeah, let's get into this, man. Enjoy. This is amazing. <laughs> Quite awesome. I can agree. Me too. This is uh, that oh, amazing. That you got, amazing. You got that on deck, huh? Oh, I please see. believe it. I only use it for special occasions. And this is a special <laughs> occasion because... I mean, I I don't I was trying to remember when was the last time I saw you both of you guys together. <laughs> together, yeah. It might have been a it might have been a designer con. Nope. Like I, in I know when it was. When was it? I'm gonna let Mike finish his his uh his, his guesstimation. <laughs> was it designer con? Was, was it designer con? Nope. Was it at um Man One's uh shop downtown? Yep. Oh, what at Bang, West, oh. What what show was that? Yeah. I don't remember. So was it? Remember he he did the annual skull show, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been that. I think. Not sure. It was somewhere. It, it was somewhere down downtown. That's all I was gonna say. I didn't know exactly. Coordinates. So it had to have been either Crew West or maybe were both of you guys at when Market did that thing, like Little Tokyo? Or was that just one of you guys? Uh, I wasn't there. Uh, uh. Yeah. That's when he had the big speaker joint, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I oh, wasn't there at that one. It was, was it the one where we had that essence piece up? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was. The, I think it was the man one joint. I think it was Crew West. Okay. Long time. Long time, yeah, guys. That. That's why you guys get. Uh, <laughs> shots. I love it. Appreciate Thank it. you so much for being here, uh, Mike and Mark Davis, aka Mad Twins. Two eyes, please, por favor. Um, <laughs> por favor. Por favor. So, uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm super excited, super hyped that you guys are both here. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I just wanted to start off, I'm trying to think as well, how did we meet? 
But first, first, before I before I get into that, I don't. I can barely tell you guys apart. I don't know how they're gonna tell you apart voice wise. But we're gonna give it yeah. a go. Won't you do, Mike? Won't you, Mike? Why don't you go first? Say your name and what you do currently, and then we'll go to Mark, and then maybe people will try to get some some sign symbols and clues. Uh, <laughs> right. We go through this a lot, actually. So yeah. And a lot of these conference calls, we're always like, this is Mike speaking, or this is Mark speaking. <laughs> okay. So you guys are pros. Yeah. We yeah. developed a, we developed a, um, we developed a, a system. Okay. So, who, so this so, is Mike speaking. Okay. Yeah. Um, so currently <laughs> I am uh, working at Harvard University. I am working in two positions. Uh, one is a uh, brand director at the Harvard Hip Hop Archive. Nice. And the second position as an animator in the Department of Teaching and Learning. So it's really dope because, well, for the latter position, I get to, um, you know, hobnob with a bunch of professors. But um, it's really interesting, interesting because I get to learn a lot about different subjects. So the last project I worked on was like a neuroscience uh, project where I had to animate how a neuron fires. So like the, mm. if you, if you feel a breeze or if you, if you step on a thumbtack, there's two different processes, the same process, but they rapid fire differently. Right. So the breeze is more of a gentle, you know, pulsating of your, neurons where if you step on attack it's like bang 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 your neurons mm. are firing faster so it's things like that that i you know i pick up along the way uh, uh most recently i did some freelance work for nickelodeon doing like uh, character design nice so i'm still in the game in that aspect doing a lot of freelance and working on our personal projects you know what i mean our independent ips oh nice Okay, we're yeah. gonna definitely get dive into that later. So, okay, uh, Mark, go ahead. So, um, yeah, since you said my name, I don't have to say this is Mark speaking. <laughs> but uh, um, right now, I'm at uh, Cartoon Network, supervising director over there, working on a fantastic show called um, Victor and Valentino. Um, it's a predominantly well, it it is a is a Latin Latinx show, um, the first one on Cartoon Network ever done. Um, big shouts to my homeboy uh, Diego, who's the creator and showrunner. Um, so I'm doing that, and I'm also um, consulting at Sony for um, Hair Love, which is now called Young Love. Yeah, so they they made that into a series, and then like Mike said, um, doing freelancing for. Um, Nickelodeon, we worked on that. And then um personal a lot of personal projects in the works. Um yeah, I think I think that that about covers it, you know. That covers it for now. Um yeah. and then and then um Mark, you're on the West Coast. Yeah. And then and then Mike, you're Harvard, so you're East Coast. But I wanted to find mm -hmm. out because I, I was like, I don't know where where were you guys born or raised? Boston? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. So we were born in Cambridge, um, neighborhoods called the Port, um, and we, you know, kind of got into the game really through Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So oh. we went to we went to undergrad in Atlanta, 
And that's kind of where we really made our presence known in the industry as artists. Um, in Cambridge, uh, it's, it's, you know, back in the day, it, the art scene, at least for us, you know, wasn't as popping that, that we knew about. We just weren't privy to it. You know, our neighborhood was on some others. Can we, can we curse on Hell this? fuck yeah. Okay. Hell fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, all right. <laughs> nah, it was just on some other shit. And we didn't, we didn't really meet any artists until like after high school, really, because all our homeboys was up into like doing other shit. You know what I mean? Um, so when we got to Atlanta, we really started to, we were, we were doing art. We were, we were like airbrushing jeans and jean jackets back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. At, at home but when we got to Atlanta we started to like work in the music industry and, and do like promotional material and, and, and like album covers and a lot of music industry stuff yeah so yeah. Take it, well, I want to take it like kind of really back do you guys have other siblings or is it just you two uh, no we have a we have we're the, we're the youngest in the family um, so we have an older older brother and an older sister. And then it's you two. And then I wanted to find out, are, are your siblings into the arts? Are your parents into the arts? Like, are you guys the first kind of in the family? And how did that, what was like the spark, you know? That's a the, great question. The, the root, okay. the root yes. for you guys. Was it the same time? Was it different? That's a great question. Do you mind if I answer that, Michael? You want to answer it? Because it's a, it's a good question. It's a good story. I mean, I'm I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, it's a good story. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I thought you was about to run into it. I'm like, Damn, nah, 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 go ahead. Uh, I was giving you life. Huh? Okay, well, I appreciate you. Um, no, so my sister is, is is a very talented artist. My um my 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 pops is very talented as well, but he be trying to. He be trying to claim our, our drawings for his own, you know. <laughs> no shots, I love them. <laughs> but uh, my uncle actually was the spark. My uncle, um, my uncle Sammy, um, he he was the spark for sure because he was the first time like we the first time we seen him like actually draw something. He used to my my pops and, and my uncle so. So my it's my it's my pop's younger younger brother, and so they were boxers um, coming up in Panama, and um, my my uncle used to come by the house when we was like mad young, and he used to just draw these boxers, and me and Mike were just like enamored, like they were characters, like right. like cartoon characters, or oh. we was like we was like how like how did you do that like. Because we were so young, it looked like magic almost, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mind you, he used to come through with the fly dope boy shit too, right? Because my father was more like, you know, um, hardworking, uh, middle class. It's just the work ethic is what he instilled in us. But then our uncle would come through with like the, the basic like black shirt with the gold chain and just mm. he's younger and he's like, He's on some fly dope boy shit, you know? And, yeah. and we're just like, of course, the uncle is like a little cooler because you're always like, <laughs> yeah. dad, like, For you sure. know, come on. But like, so we were already 
feeling like the vibe and when he you know threw down on on the uh you know pen and paper it was just kind of magic and he would also do things like you know right um never never you know money is not everything mm. uh he took a he took a dollar bill and he ripped it in half into us at that age when we start to understand money he was like oh my god he's ripping money <laughs> right and he gave it to both of us you know he gave us one half of each it was a dollar bill, you know, and he was like, now you both have 50 cents. Well, we couldn't spend that, but still yeah. the message was sent across, you know? Yeah. That right. concept so like for that. sure. Concept. Yeah. Yeah. We taped it up and went to the, to the penny candy store though. <laughs> so you used it anyways. <laughs> yeah. We used it up. That's the first time I realized you can, you can use a rip, a rip piece of money as long as you tape it and it has the serial number on it. Right. Legal tender. But you know what? Yeah. I, I don't think I ever knew that you guys were. Uh, are you guys full Panamanian or half? Just half? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just half, really. Well, technically, this is this is Mark speaking. Technically, uh, we're Colombian and, and, uh, and Jamaican, but they grew yeah. up in, Pan in Panama. God. Um, yeah. So. So Man, we extra, just extra flavor. <laughs> right, so we, we just say it's the, the whole Caribbean, uh, like the diaspora, really, because our our great grandfather is African, but we don't know from what part. You know mm. what I mean? So, um, my grandmother was born in Jamaica, uh, in Saint Catherine, and um, my father's people were born in Colombia. So we just got the whole Caribbean African mixture going on you know what i mean yeah so i wanted to you know that that's great to find out that background and i wanted to see i can't remember how we met we met at one of the events and stuff like that but i remember the story and and i have actually have a question from her my sister-in-law yamara mm -hmm. taylor i call her princess mm -hmm. um <laughs> she was yeah, like she was like because you know i you know i was new to the game and to the scene and it was great seeing I really gravitated those that were of color or those that in the scene in the designer toy art scene mm -hmm. that were you know came from like a hip-hop aesthetic like you know when I was talking to Kano when he was on mm -hmm. we were saying like we kind of just gravitated towards each other because it was kind of like a geeky nerdy scene but right. we kind of mm -hmm. you know understood each other the vernacular like hip-hop was a, such a huge influence Mm -hmm. So when I saw you and I met you guys, I don't know how, you know, exactly how that was, how we met each other. But I remember I was, I was like, oh, my God, amazing. Like, not just one, but two. And they're like <laughs> hella dope. And they already had like these amazing projects, like blockheads, like the whole shebang. And I was like, just I really just admire you guys and were inspired by you guys and looked up to you guys. So then like, you know. You know, different people know you in different things. So if someone knows me by Ritzy, I know they met me in certain circles. And then, like, you know, yeah. you, you meet people in family circles, like, on that side. Then, you know, I, have, I introduce myself as, you know, Marissa, Marisa, whatever. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> one time, my, my sister, uh, Yamara, she was just like, uh, yeah, you know, I was. At, she didn't know that I went by Ritzy. So she was like, yeah, I was asking <laughs> My homies, on uh, you know, I want to do this project and da 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 da. And I was like, who should I? And they're like, oh, they recommended Ritzy. And I was like, oh, cool. She's like, I didn't know that was you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So at first it was funny because she didn't know it was me, right? And then I was like, what? Right. I was like, really? They said me? I was like so hyped. I was like, they said me? Like, I don't know. I was just like, they know who I am and they recommend, like, I was just super stoked. Right. So thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, and I'm going to, Mike, I'm going to let you answer the question, but I just, I just wanted to say that, um, I think I remember Yamara telling me that story. She's like, I didn't even know that was her. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. Right. Yeah, I, I so, remember that. <laughs> so, so who, both of you guys worked with her? It was at, when you guys met at Boondocks, when you guys were at Boondocks? Yeah, yeah at Boondocks, we were both there at the time. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's when we first met her. Mm-hmm. So, so but, thanks, man. I was just like, oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, I can't believe it. And then it was funny. I was like, yeah, that's that's my name. That's what I go by. But I have a question here from the audience, Yamara Taylor. She said, uh, please yeah. ask them how she was able to tell you guys apart. And she gave me the answer, yeah. just in case you guys remember. Yeah, that's an easy call. That's uh, cause I had a, I have a mark on my head, and I, that's what I tell everybody. My name is Mark, and I have a, I have, I have a scar, a scar on the I have a scar on my head, so I was like Mark with the mark, you know. <laughs> yeah, ding, ding, ding. She said yes, and yeah. then she said, "Ask Mark, Mark, what the name of our crew was." I know the name of the crew, Mike. <laughs> I know the name of the crew too. Hell yeah! <laughs> What's that's, the even name? Though it's been a minute. Shout out Regal Beagle. That's <laughs> Regal Beagle. Exactly. <laughs> amazing. Re- amazing. So what what's the timeline? Like you guys graduated, you guys went to the ATL. When did Blockheads was it Boondocks and then Blockheads? Like what's that timeline? Mm, well well first let me, can I just bring it back a little bit? Please, um, please, please. But because Mike I think Mike was the first you met Mike first, am I correct, Mike? Because I remember you used to be like, "Yo, she's mad cool," like, and I'm like, "Who are you talking about?" Oh, I met Rizzy like- first. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it was Crew West again. I feel like it was, it was there. <laughs> shout but out, man. I, one. I could be no. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, man. One. Like, I I feel like it was there, but it might have not have been though. Um. Yeah, it's it's hard. It might have been like a kid robot. Event. Was it through 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 marker? It was that Mike, whole crew because you met that crew before I did. I met Victor first, right? You met you met Kano first. Um, so it could have been at a, a Comic Con, maybe too. Could have been. I've been thinking about that all day, to <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Me and I was too. like, no, maybe the, the second time. I think when Iris Science was there with you. And I was like, oh, that's Rocker from Dilated Peoples. Then it was probably Crew West because he never comes out. (laughs) So that might have been the second time that we talked. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's rare. That's like a unicorn. A unicorn side right there. (laughs) So yeah, so for sure, he's never been to a decon. So yeah, it it probably was a Crew West. Um, I don't think it was decon. I don't think I first met you at decon because I've only been like two or three times. And, right. and I was kind of, you know, Mark was there more than I was, so. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, but that's so, why I'd see you more. I'd see Mark more. And then after you had left, then I would only see Mark. And I'd see I'd see you, your beautiful wife and your kids yeah, at Decon yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So I'd get the, like, the breakdown, yeah. like, you know, how he how he's doing. And then I'll be like, how's, you know, 
how's uh, Mike doing and blah, blah, blah. So I'd get the, the, the low down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I missed, <laughs> I missed D-Con, man. Like, I, I was I was sad about it because we was, we was ready to, like, we had a game plan and everything. Like, we was like, yo, we got, we got, we're coming out with some new shit. Like, we about to really right. start, like, making this our year? name known known again yeah you like, guys have yeah. you guys have a booth oh, no. we uh we was like we was planning on it mm. um and then the shit just went left so we was just like damn but we still working we got we got toys in the works we got some prototypes i could i can show like nice yes and yeah, you guys are into are you um releasing that independently or through a company we just like making prototypes and then we'll figure it out afterwards. Got it, got it. Like nobody even knows about it yet. Ooh, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> For sure, I want. we want all the stuff, all the info, any pictures, any links. I'm going to get all that stuff for everybody because, you know, I do an intro, which you guys don't hear until you, if you listen to it. I do an intro and I, mm. I just rant and rave even more about you guys. But, I mean, you guys are the real deal. One thing that I asked Kano when he was on as an animator, when you guys got into the animation, what did the animator's room look like when you guys first started? Because here we're always talking about representation, how important representation <laughs> yeah. is, right? Um, how did the animation room start look like when you started and what, what do they look like now? And have we made significant progress? What are your thoughts? Mark, you, you answered, answer that for now, but I'm going to talk about when, um, we first landed in, in, uh, in Seoul and South Korea, what that animation room looked like. And it was like, Steven Yoon was like, Tight. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, um, well, I think our path is a little different because the shows we 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 we've been fortunate to. Um, so we started off independent and then moving into the studio system. Um, so the independent, of course, looks like the people you gather around you, but the studio s- system we've been again been a, been fortunate to like start off with like. So like Boondocks and Black Dynamite, where it was it wasn't your typical like animation production, but like when I got to DreamWorks, it was like I might have been the only black dude on my on my crew. No, there was there was a couple people in production. Um but that was it was very slim pickings when when mm. you when we got into the bigger like the the bigger situations and the in-house stuff. Um for for a lot of the um, a lot of the studios, it, sometimes it's like just you're the only one. Sometimes it's like two and three. Right. You know, um, it hasn't it hasn't changed too much. Um, like we have a, a hard time trying to like bring people into the business because there's there's kind of a it's kind of like the studios don't really look for people of color, which they're starting to kind of change that now. But yeah. before it was, it wasn't, it wasn't practice, you know? So it was just like, I don't know. It was just weird. Like it wasn't really, it wasn't really that we wasn't that, that visible. Um, mm. yeah. but hopefully, hopefully that's changing because the studios do have, you know, everybody is, you know, you know, all that shit. Like everybody's trying to. Oh, trying right to, now, please. Everyone's yeah. really trying to yeah. show and prove and. 
uh, yeah. the two episodes before yours, if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to, I totally recommend because I have two BIPOC women. Uh, mm-hmm. One's a freelance art writer, and she showcases mm-hmm. art at black artists. And the other one, she's an arts and culture man man in culture arts and culture management. So I asked them like, where are we at? What does the future look right. like for for art? You know, yeah. for art at BIPOC artists and stuff like that. And one of the main things that um, we're talking about is that during all this uprising. And uh, social injustice that's always been happening, but it's like in the forefront. It's like super, you know, hashtagable and shit. Um, A lot of people are posting that they're going to do all this stuff, but it's now is the time to really have, you know, hold them accountable for all the, the, you know, performative Mm -hmm. (laughs) activism Mm -hmm. that they're doing. So, you know, in a way it's good because we can get that toe in the door that was mm-hmm. before yeah. prior yeah. was completely shut and locked. <laughs> Maybe we couldn't yeah, right. even see the door. Right. So it's yeah, like, to, let's, let's get in. We have to break in, right. like get that toe in, but like crowbar that shit, batter ram it oh, open yeah. to try to <laughs> get us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Like as, as yeah. much as we can. Um, so I was wondering when you guys started, when, when you guys got into, not in the independent uh, rooms, but into the like more mainstream rooms, mm-hmm. Were there any unique microaggressions because you're a black and you're an animation? Were they like, yo, you can do this? Were they like, like, was it like that mentality? Like, or no, they're just kind of like, or maybe it was behind your back or something. Staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business. Whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y-B-P-O.com to schedule your no-obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. Panoplybpo.com. There is a better way. Mm. You know, it's honestly, it's kind of hard to avoid microaggressions from anybody that's not used to dealing with people of color. You know what I mean? Even if they don't really understand what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, even, so I was, I was going to talk about uh, Korea. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and there were, there were microaggressions there, albeit that it, it was more based on just not knowing, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like intentional or anything like that, but it, it was just kind of like some of the images that they, they would create were a little offensive. Um, mm-hmm. Some of like, the interactions were a little weird and it's like, I know you don't understand our culture. I don't understand your culture either. Um, and there's a, there's a communication gap, but like we, so when we traveled to, to Korea, it was me, Mark and, uh, 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 a Jewish self. brother. Uh, yeah. Self one Joshua. And it, it felt at times like they, they would take his word over 
Mm. We were trying to do, and it was like, and Mark, you, you had left at this point, I think. But there had been a couple interactions where it was like they were like they were comparing like their hand colors together. But I didn't know they were doing that. And so I put my hand in the like in the comparison <laughs> and he pushed my hand away. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's what you're doing. I thought it was some artist shit. No, you're trying to see how close your skin color is. Um... You know what I mean? I was like, uh, I'm not feeling that. But but let me let me say this too at the same time, because um Stephen Yoon, who is, is the uh president of Emation, he didn't he didn't give a fuck about none of that shit. He mm. was like, I love you guys. I wanna make sure that you guys get your project done. He was the president. I'm I was talking about an artist, you know what I mean, who was just at a big round table in Korea eating Korean barbecue and whatever, you know. Um so the overall experience was positive and it was really interesting because you know korea is like very homogenous so you got two brothers and, and a jewish hip-hop cat um we got the dreads josh is sagging with his sb dunk you know what i mean <laughs> and it was like who are these motherfuckers and the tension was you know palpable like you could feel the heat people watching us we were there for months you know what i mean um but the overall experience was really dope but there were like little instances where it's like, oh, um, the overall image from people outside of the art industry a lot was like, they don't know how to take us. They thought we were either U.S. soldiers mm. or, or no. you know what I mean? They didn't have any idea that we were artists. I right? bet. So, yeah. over, but overall, it was a good experience. That's amazing that you guys were there for that long. That's a dream to to go to Korea especially since our son is, you know, part Korean and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, but I've yeah. heard similar stories. My my relative who is black but she lived in Japan, she went to Korea and she said it was mm-hmm. just like blatant racism. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. It, it um yeah, it's just it, I do I do like Korea is real dope outside of that stuff. Um like the city itself. But I I think, you know, they just don't their only reference for for black people is is television. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's like old television as far as like the images of black people. So yeah, it's just it's just a lack of exposure. It was the same like it was the same way in China too. In China, it was like oh, I bet. they they would walk up to you and just like just touch your hair and, and you'd be like, "Yo, get off me!" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that type of shit. But I mean, you know, it, it was. It's interesting to like to experience that, you know. Like I've never been in a homogenous like city, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. So when we got there, we were just like, "Yo, where? Like, where's the variety?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know, at the same time, I felt safer there than I've ever felt in America. Honestly, oh, like I felt like if I can get sloppy drunk and just walk the streets at two in the morning with my wallet falling out. Nobody's going to try to rob me. You know what I'm saying? No one's going to try to take advantage of me. And so that was like the, the dynamic that I, I thought was like really interesting. It's like, okay, they don't really know who you are, but that's based on just not knowing, but yeah. you're safe here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't feel safe here. I would, yeah. I would, I would say um, like as far as like microaggressions here, I, um, I don't know. Like I, I haven't, 
it hasn't been like blatant in my face, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, so I I haven't really come across it that much. Like I I be suspecting stuff sometimes, you know, mm. and um, but it, it's just so like sometimes it's so like I don't know, it's not worth the battle, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, like a lot of times, I yeah. I did have to correct like my coworkers, you know, like that's not cool to say. You know, yeah. that's a microaggression, bro. Right. <laughs> well, but it was well, maybe that's like the they, definition. But they, it's it's he he said something real stupid, and I'm not gonna blow him up. But it was just something <laughs> stupid, and I'm like, yo, you that dumb? Like that's you know that's not cool. But it wasn't like, yeah. A microaggression is is it supposed to be directed at you or just a general? Statement? No, it's not even. It's just like it, it could be both. It could be like you don't. They don't like like at Harvard. I get microaggressions all the time. Some of these like asking like, oh, "Are you supposed to be here?" I'm like, "What?" But that's <laughs> that's that's not micro. That's macro. Macro. That's no, macro right. is like, macro is like when you was walking, you and, and who was it, Chris Bryant, were uh-huh. walking down to Cartoon Network, and, and they was like, "Fuck you, niggas!" Like yeah. throwing egg or whatever. Or when we walking with um with Larry Brewer, where was he? What part of town? We were, uh, I think it was downtown. Was we downtown LA? It wasn't downtown. No, it was it was further out. I don't know where it was. But anyways, we were walking down the street and and some white dudes in pickup trucks started throwing eggs and saying F U N words, whatever. And and what about the time, Mark? I could I could I don't know why you're not bringing all this shit up right now with the because <laughs> that's, that's not micro. That, to me, that's not a microaggression. That's not micro. That's like an assault. Redneck <laughs> was chasing him. In a pickup truck, and he called us like, "Yo, me and my my homeboy, um, Who, me, Chris Will." You when Frank was at the crib, and you was like, "Yo, oh. these, these rednecks are chasing me. You got to come outside with the with the heavy <laughs> shit." He was like, "Okay, boy, why you let this man on 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 your podcast?" <laughs> but also, is why is it always right why why is it always in a truck? Like yeah. always in a truck it's since always, the yeah. beginning of fucking time. It's a fucking truck. Yeah. White dudes in a truck, they love that that shit. That was a real situation. That was a real, like, when I I first moved out here, because I I didn't really know how to move in in L.A. like that. Um, So I thought, like, I thought I was good. Like, I was in, like, I was in, like, mid-city area. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no, there's no, like, because in Boston, you kind of, there's, like, like, rugged, like, white boys that you got to watch out for. You know, like they'll shoot you just as fast as anybody else. But out here, you don't really have that type of, um, you know, white boys. Like at least I haven't seen them. But I came across them, you know, and it was like a tra- it was like a traffic. Like I might I I cut them off. Like I'm not gonna say I didn't. I cut them <laughs> off on accident. But it was a merging lane, so I, so it was it was kind I was kind of in the right, but I, it was a little ignorant. But they pulled up and started cursing, so I was like. I was like, yo, fuck you, whatever y'all want to do. And then I looked and I was like, oh shit, there's like four of them in this big ass pickup truck. So they started getting out the car. And so I, I dipped, right? So I was like, I'm not going to stand here yeah. and, and be a hero with, with these four dudes. So I dipped and they chased me all the way through, through, um, through Mid City. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, these dudes are not going to give up. So I, so I called Mike and my friend who happened to be in town, who's like six, seven. I was like, "Yo, come come outside, cause you know, it, it, we might have to like like get busy." Busy, 
so when so when I when I pull up to my to my crib, Mike and um his name's Frizz. Frizz was out there and then the dudes just drove straight by. I was like, Phew. Scary. But that 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 was pretty intense, but that's I don't consider that as a microaggression. No, microaggression. Is, no. Yeah, microaggression is like, sure. hey, uh, you know, um, you know, I don't know. Like, you, black people animate like that would be yeah. a microaggression. That's microaggression for sure. Or like then, the one that we all get. You're pretty articulate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Speak really nice, well. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that for what? Type of sh- I know. That type of shit is to me is a microaggression. And then again, like that would like that if someone directed that to me, or even if they're just saying that in passing, I would correct it. You know? Yeah. Like it's like like I can I could tell when it's like, you know, in Boston, like that's how they that's how they fucking talk. That's how they talk to you. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, like yeah. Like they, it's microaggression all day. So I reckon we we grew up like that and recognize it. Yeah. But what what I've experienced in the studios, it just seems a lot of times it just seems like ignorance, and I correct them whether it's ignorance or like like um, intentional, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and speaking uh, of Boston, is it really you guys been all all around the world in different cities from the south mm-hmm. to the west mm-hmm. and everywhere? Um, mm-hmm. You know, everyone says that Boston's like one of the most racist cities. Is that true? I've never been, but that's what I hear. You know, I, I it's interesting that you that you bring that up because, you know, having lived down south for you know a bunch of years, mm-hmm. having lived on the west coast, I feel like I have like a taste of of each uh, region, so to speak. Yeah. So I live in Atlanta, which is like a big hub, without. I also, you know, spent time outside of Atlanta. So Atlanta is like black, black. But when you get outside, it's kind of like not as black. There's a lot of white people there. And there's a lot of like, you know, um, a lot of ignorance that prevails. It's like old mentality. Yeah, like like old old world, old colonial mentality, Mm. whatever. But California, you know, so the racism has different flavors, basically. You know what I mean? But it's all the same. I mean, mm-hmm. no, no matter how you season it. And um, so Boston was, was kind of the first place where, I, you know, growing up here, we first witnessed it here. But it, it's more, um, well, back then it was more a little bit uh, sneaky and undercover. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, down south, they'd just be like, you're black and I don't like you. Like, they're more up front. And, and Cali was just, kind of a weird balance of both you know what i mean yeah. um that makes sense so, yeah but, but even today but like with the current atmosphere yeah it's like everybody is coming out with their racist shit that you know they're like we have precedence now like the you know commander-in-chief is allowing us to crawl out of our little holes and you know giving them agency to, to kind of spew this hate but even like so, I, I live in a um, in a pretty what I thought was liberal city. But um, there's like this every time I go to pick up my son, there's like this corner where there's like a this one lone Trump supporter, right? And he has a big ass sign, like a huge sign, right, bigger than him. You know, it's like okay, but I was like, no, people are not going to support that, you know. But 
whenever we drive by him, we hear other people beeping in support. Oof. It's like at a major intersection. So that's like broke my heart, right? Yeah. So this was like a month ago. Now there's like 10 people out there rocking with him. You know what I mean? And they have like the whole Donald Trump cutout signs and shit Ugh. like that. And so Nuts. today, um, so my my wife, he was, was mad. She's like, she's like, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I've been saying fuck this shit since the beginning. She's like, yeah, yeah. I know. And so um, today we drove by and, you know, she's very light. She's, she's Puerto Rican, so she's like very light skinned. Um, we drove by really slow. I stopped by them. This is at a, at a green light too. So I was just holding up traffic and we was blasting <laughs> um, uh, YG and Nipsey Hussle. Fuck Donald <laughs> yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah. Make a fuck Donald Trump. And they were like, what's going on? And then we sped off and we were like, fuck y'all. But like, <laughs> that was today. I remember, and I told him, because he called me, you know, he's, we, you know, we talk every day and he's been updating me about this corner, right, where <laughs> where these people and I'm like, bro, just leave it alone, right? Like you don't need you don't need to um you know you don't you don't have to like engage in it, but like he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna, I know the perfect song I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna slow down. <laughs> I'm gonna slow down and I'm gonna do it. And then so today I didn't know you did it, but good good for you, today. bro. Yeah. But I I think I think it kind of irks you probably even more because it's like on your way to go pick up your son. Like, you know, we homeschool, but my son takes this um, Spanish immersion and Mm pre-pandemic, you know, we have to go and I have to park kind of a couple blocks away in the house right by the school Trump sign, like Trump sign. Right. And this was before all this shit went down where it was like maybe those on their side were kind of like still riding hard, right. but now you're like, who's riding for this motherfucker, right? Yeah. So anyways, right. I would see it every day, and man, it would get, I was like, seeing vergüenza, like right by the school? Like yeah. kids walk by every day to see this shit, and the majority, right. the demo of the kids are kids of color. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right. the yeah, audacity, yeah. the caucasity. Of having that side. So, like, I was, like, pissed. So, when I first... So, I was like, let's see, maybe after some bullshit happened, maybe he'll take it down. Never took it down. And I was like, man. So, I was like, I'm tired of seeing this fucking shit every three days a week. (laughs) So, I was on the verge of, like, okay, you know, everyone has, like, the the cameras and shit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put all black on a hoodie. Like, I was going to do, like, a whole, like, Mission Impossible. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? It's not fucking worth it, but I was on the verge. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I, I, trust me, I feel you 100% on that. And, and the thing what makes me mad, like, the thing that set off wifey was like, so it was cool when it was just like one old white guy, probably a veteran, retired, whatever. Okay. But when it started, like, the, the corner started to grow, and now it's like the, so it's like a, a corner, and then there's like an island. And so when you pull up to the red light, there's like people like basically right on your side yelling right. support, Trump, right. support Trump. It's like right in her face now. It was not across the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's she, a lot. Yeah. Like I got, got Mateo in the car. And he's, 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 you know, oblivious. He just wants to play with Black Panther and Spider-Man toys. <laughs> and she's like, that's what set her off. So no, that makes like, sense. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. Good thing that you did that. Um, 
before we get into the not so rapid fire questions, I wanted to uh, find out how you guys uh, got tapped to do the the Roots presents "I Am a Slave" for Blackish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was um, major. That was you guys done a lot of major shit, but that was like a moment that that shit was yeah. on. You know, one of the one of the major networks on yeah. like a super highly rated show. So how did that go down? Um, so Kenya Barris, the creator, is a, is a good friend of ours. We we actually moved out to LA and started a company with him back in 2000. So that's oh, how that. that's how yeah that's how that's what brought us to LA. That's what um that's how we you know we started to build our circle circle was through him. Um, and then, so he called me up one day. He's like, yo, he was like, can y'all do, can y'all like do a, like a full, like minute spot, like grab a team and get that together and get it. Like, you know, of course the timelines are always short. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? So he reached out and cause he, he knew he's been like watching, you know, like our growth and like always like wanting to collab. So he's just like, yo. He hit us up and then, um, you know, he gave us the shot. And then, you know, when he said Roots was going to be involved, we was like, of course, you know, like that's that's legendary. And um, yeah, we got it together. And then, um, you know, it was great. We got together and, and did it. And then it was great because they gave us a lot of um, they gave us a lot of um, like creative freedom, you know, within the parameters of the song. And um, right. and then like. So me and my, me and Mike directed directed it as well as um Chase and Demille Bryant, Chase Connie. And um like Mike added like the dope. If you watch that video, um Mike was like, he was like, yo, he was like, this is dope, but like we gotta make sure like at the end we show something um positive. Like we gotta show Harriet Tubman Tubman like <laughs> coming through and like rescuing him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we was- gotta show you gotta show you gotta show the resistance because there's yeah. the narrative as 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 is explained to like younger people in you know elementary school whatever it's like slavery happened but there was no resistance you know what I mean they just bowed down and said okay take us but no that's not what really happened so it was to me it was really imperative that we showcased. Um, you know, in the in the short amount of time that we had to express yeah. this, that like there was resistance, and there's always been resistance from the start, right? And and, and at first they were like, "Why why is this random person showing up?" And it was like, "No, this is really important because this represents like um, the resistance that happened." Um, right. You know, so we, we they were they were really cool with that yeah. once we explained to them. Yeah, and yeah, that came out. That was that was dope of them to like when we explained it because at first we just did it in animatic and animatics were all rough and stiff. So they didn't understand. But then mm. once we showed them the design and, and the concept behind it, they was, they was all with it. So shouts to them for, for like, you know, for letting that, cause that wasn't in the script. That was just, you know, that was all Something you guys added at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. great. I hadn't seen it since it came out and I rewatched it today. Cause I'm like gathering all the links of all your, you mm-hmm. know, projects for you guys. And I was just like, Man, that was 
That was legendary. Just, I mean, it's you guys, it's the roots, it's blackish, it's what yeah. it's talking about. I mean, yeah. I mean, it really, on the real, it really educated a lot of people, you know, it because did. they were really open to it because it was the roots and the roots are on, you know, um, the Tonight Show. And it's just like, you know, yeah. the, it just like, you know, we're talking about that foot in the door. It really, you know, really went out to the masses and to people who would mm -hmm. never be open to even pay attention. So I feel like it was educational, it was groundbreaking. I mean, it was super mm -hmm. important. And, uh, you know, we touch upon a little bit about slavery with, with the supernatural my son. And, but when we get in depth, like, you know, he kind of knows the basic concepts, but when, when I get in depth, like I want to, I don't, I'm, of course, we're not going to glaze over it. We're going to get into the nitty gritty, but that's going to be a video. He's going to see that again. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. You know what I mean? And and, oh, yeah. and it's going to be recommended to everybody. So um, thanks a lot for doing that. Um, to oh, go back to, to Block, I have a, a couple of more questions from the audience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, going back to, to Blockheads, um, this person wants to know, did you get to meet the voice talent um, like Quali and Bobito and them? And this person is Kano. And then I have a follow-up question after that one. Shouts to Big Kano. Me, uh, I miss, <laughs> I, I miss um, our conversation. She used to stroll through um, my Cartoon Network office. Like we was on, I think I was on ten. He was on eight, but he used to come through. We used to just rap for like, like it would feel like minutes, but like like hours. You know, <laughs> like we would just yeah. build and like I miss that. Um, so shouts to him. But yeah, we. We actually got to direct um, Talib. He, um, Barbito was on was was through Skype because he was in New York. Um, Lauren London came through like Amazing. that was crazy. Yeah, um, and Afion Crocky, yep, DJ Khalil. We got to um, yeah, we got to sit in the studio with him and craft the beat. It was funny because so Khalil's dope because he. Um, so he's playing all these beats, right? He's like, yeah, I just have these beats that I'm sitting on. You know how producers just, they just have a library of stuff. Yeah, so we, for sure. They're all fire, right? And so we we selected a few. Um, but some of the, I remember some of the beats that he, he 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 played ended up like, I think Game ended up rapping on one. Um, ah. like, some, like elements of like some other shit would be like on the Nas track. Like I was just like, damn, damn like that. That was a great experience, man. That was a really great experience. And yeah. the, the thing, when Talib came through, so we had some um, like placeholder rhymes that were, you know, he, he had to perform and, and he was like, I think I could do this a little better. What do you guys right. think? That's okay? He was like, ask him us. And I was like, right, right, great. Right. Of course. Right. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, um, that was dope. That was I mean, dope with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really dope for him. And and he didn't, you know, he, he was really humble about that. You know what I'm saying? And we were like, yo, you know, we're big fans. So whatever you see fit for the character, you know what I'm saying? Just go ahead. Right. Rock and roll, man. Yeah. We didn't even have to we didn't have to edit it or do nothing. Like it was just like it was it was pure gold. And I mean, Blockheads is Blockheads is such a blessing because we got to like we got to meet like a bunch of different cats just through um just through like you know the animation like um 
um, like before Prodigy passed, like God bless the dead, mm-hmm. he um he did a verse for us, you know, nice. and I had to um I had to meet him. It was like uh, I think it was in Williamsburg in, in Brooklyn. I had to meet I had to meet with him, and um he was like he was just like yo, just tell me about the character. Like he was into it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like for yeah. us that's that's crazy for us because like you know Mob Deep is like one of our favorite like rap groups of all time like yeah. like damn this shit is this shit is crazy that that you know right. talking to us about um about our shit and wanting yeah. to be you know RZA too RZA is another one who who did the um who did the opening um the voice the uh, the prologue and he's just like yo amazing like it, it's just a blessing man it's just it's just fun to see all that shit like you know happen and then you know it's just because we never thought like we never thought about like that would you know we're from we're from boston there's no like there's no scene where we can go like no industry right you can't go to an agency and be like yo i want to meet with you know whoever like there's no roads to it you know so you don't think that it could be possible you know but so you weren't even like shooting for that it like nah, it was all. like not, not, not even a possibility nah. it didn't ever entered your mind and then boom Never. you're like infiltrated it yeah and are in it and are thriving in it and are known yeah. and it's that's amazing man amazing it's, it's thank you smoking an L with RZA in the studio. Fact. I was like, wait a minute, I was smoking an L in the studio with RZA. So this is my life. <laughs> right, right. And I had to stop smoking. And I was <laughs> right. like, I, 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 gotta, I gotta make sure I can just maintain my cool because yeah, this yeah. is RZA. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just didn't talk much. to make sure you didn't make any mistakes or didn't talk out side of your mouth or something (laughs) I made made a few mistakes that night it's okay (laughs) that's amazing guys okay so uh, to to kind of wrap it up it'll take a little bit right here let's get into these not so rapid fire questions I'll go back and forth between you guys to each give an answer Uh, the first one's pretty easy Let's go with uh, Mike. Three words to describe yourself. Three words to describe myself? Yeah. Okay. Um, father, artist, student. Nice. Mark? Student of life. Student of life. Always a student. That's, uh, he took all my words. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, passionate. Um, rebellious mm. and um, yeah it's like I don't know how do you say a good person in one word like like oh I got, I got what's the word um, empathetic empathetic yeah that's major because a lot of motherfuckers aren't right. empathetic and that's why we're yeah. in the position where that's why America's in the place it's in right Bro. now because people Bro. ain't thinking about anybody else but themselves um one question I forgot to ask Kano has before we get into the rest of these is um, if he punches one of you guys in the face, does the other one feel it? This is not so <laughs> This is not the Crimson Twins. It would probably happen, but you, you probably have to end up fighting two people. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking guy. He, he, he put that in. I was like, you got any questions? He put that in. I was like, you think I'm not going to ask that? I'm totally going to ask that. <laughs> that is, Watch that me. Watch funny. me. We, you, know, you know how many... We put, that's probably the, the most asked question of twins. Yeah. yeah At least we're right? in our neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. That's why it makes sense coming from Kano, because that's definitely like an East Coast, like... <laughs> You know, like a northeast, like you know. I'm not even northeast. It's just more of like the, that type of neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't think I think that crosses all regions. It's just the type of area. You know what I mean? That's real. right, right, right. And, yeah, yeah. Just and then. Uh, just being twins is like the the normal, the typical questions, right? And I was like, I'm not gonna ask yeah. those, like, except Kano's. But you know, like, no, do you, you guys have ESP all, all, and da 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 and stuff like that. Them. I'm that sure. makes us feel it makes us feel it makes us feel regular. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next question. Mark, why don't you start off? What is the best piece of advice you've ever received up to this point? Oh, um, basically basically the dream, like don't be afraid to dream as big as as big as possible is the best piece of advice, I think. I don't know who told me that. Um but it stuck but, with yeah. you nonetheless. Yeah. 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 Mike? Um, I would say the one, the one that sticks out the most to me is when I was uh, behind on my rent. This was like, I don't know, maybe mid-early 2000s. And, and the landlord was like, it's okay to dream. But don't forget about reality. You know? <laughs> That's facts. More sure. I was like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you can't you can't pay your rent with these dreams, boy. <laughs> Basically. And I was like, you're right. What that, about I, I do with know, these dreams? Was, we were cool. We were cool. And he like he he knew kind of like what I was what I was doing. You know right. know what I mean? No. So he just broke it down. And I just always remember that. Nice. Okay, um, let's see. Mike starts with this one. What are you doing to dismantle the patriarchy? Patriarchy? Um, I thought you were going to say dismantle the patriots. <laughs> I was like, but that's my home, that's my home I team. I was going to say, that's, that's blasphemy for you guys. <laughs> so, Sorry. Honestly, that's a great, that's a great question. And, and I could say... Right now, Mark and I um, are mentors in a program for women in animation um, who their goal is to have 50-50% representation of females in the animation industry. So we're giving up, you know, our our experience, our our time, and, and our wisdom to teach a group of 13 13, right? Or 12. 12, 12. Uh, young women uh, looking to get into the animation industry. Um, and I'm also, you know, a, a proud husband, uh, brother, and, and son who support those who, you know, my fellow female warriors in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being a supportive um person in that aspect you know what I mean yeah it's good okay what about you Mark well does it count if 
if um, we're in the same mentor program? Can I, my answer? <laughs> it, it totally counts. It totally counts. Yeah, no. women, in, women in animation yeah. is a really dope organization. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to have no, a link. I'm, I'll put a link on it for sure. Right. Yeah. And just, um, you know, just elevating women's voices, you know, whenever possible um, on top of that. And, and, and being respectful, you know, the res- respect starts at home you know um you gotta if you don't respect your mom's your wife or your or your sister like how can you respect anyone else you know um yeah yeah I want it to starts say at home else. yeah it, no, it does you- it, it starts at home because it's it's not really about what you say. It's what you do. It's your actions yeah. with, with everything, with anything and everything, but especially this. And like, you know, I especially ask, you know, um, men that have been on here that are, are fathers, but especially to the, those that have daughters. Right. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, you not you guys not have it. You don't you guys don't. It's all sons. Right. Oh, yeah. It's all sons. Yeah. So, I mean, even just just by modeling that behavior, you're showing your sons, the next generation right. of of black men, how, mm-hmm. you know, you, by what you're doing and how you're interacting, how respectful you are to your, you know, your wife, your partner, whatever. I mean, yeah. it speaks volumes. That's what they go off of. They go off of what they see. And it's like super, yeah. super important. Super yeah, it's important. super important. And then, yeah, it's just explaining certain things, you know, Um you know, hip hip hop has its issues with with women, and so like I try not to like you know some of the stuff I'm you know I'm able to separate entertainment from reality, but you know a twelve year old will have a little bit more more of a, a challenge understanding that. So I just make sure like some of that stuff is, is kind of like I don't really I don't really hide it, but like I try to like I try to like be mindful of it you know yeah um yeah that that makes sense yeah because you have to i mean you guys are you're ahead of me mark with the ages of your sons but like we still i mean until they bone out you know whatever we still got to be mindful and kind of try to curate mm-hmm. as much as possible. Right. You know, I mean, they get they get to be a certain age and listen to whatever, whatever, and they're on the internet and it's like a whole yeah. floodgate of stuff. But yeah. if we hear them listening to something, be like, yo, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, this that's is just da 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 and yeah. like, you know, break shit that's- down. And I think that that's important, you know, so they can, you know, feel like they're getting a sense of what's really real and stuff like that. Um, right. The last question of the not so f- rapid, but you guys are doing really good. Um, Thank especially you. it's two of you. Usually people are like, uh, uh, but you guys are doing really well. The last question. Well, before, yeah. you, before you jump, up, can, can I ask how old, do you still call him the supernatural bear? And how yeah, old is super he? Na- he just turned eight last on the 16th. Wow. That's live. Yeah. yeah time okay. How does your, how's your little man? What is, what's his name? Mateo. Mateo. Yeah. I Mateo love that Ashe. name. I love that um, name. He 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 just he turned two in June, so terrible twos. Yeah. Go on, <laughs> and, then, and then and then Mark, did one of yours graduate? Yeah, yeah. Um, Makai, Makai, he graduated high school this this year, and Elijah is the twelve year old. Come on, so. I just saw them at Decon, and they were little. 
I know, I know. <laughs> Kai is almost he's he's almost he's reaching he's at least five twelve. Jesus. Five twelve, you mean six feet. Six feet? <laughs> no five twelve. My bad. Five eleven. Five. <laughs> well he's not <laughs> he's five twelve. He's five thirteen, bro. Not ahead, man. Let, I ain't letting <laughs> him get to six feet. He five twelve. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, real quick, this is a bonus question. Who was born? Who's older? Who was born first? I'm, o- I'm, I'm older by two minutes. <laughs> Ooh, two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. I do pull. I do pull rank. But Mike's smarter than me. He's smarter than me. Yep. And you know there is a um. So I was I reading. I was reading. Though. I, I I do because you. You like to drop the Harvard shit like every chance you get, but <laughs> and every time, every, any opportunity, <laughs> any opportunity. But this, so so I heard this though. I I read this. Um, so they said the first the first twin to come out the womb was actually the the second twin to be conceived. So mm. technically, Mike could be older than me. Mm. There's been studies. There's been studies, and he has more facial hair. Um, his voice is a little deeper. Um, a little more brolic. <laughs> so you were created like, first. You were like he might have been conceived first. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have to disagree with the whole "I'm smarter than him" thing because I, I don't think my brother really takes in his intelligence. The way, because there's you know there's all different types of intelligences, you know yeah. what I mean, and so there's no way that I'm gonna be smarter than I might be more well read than you, sir, but that doesn't mean that I'm so at all. Fake. I just like to I just like to soak up history and stuff like that, you know. But experience, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean I'm smarter, bro. <laughs> okay, okay, Matt. <laughs> you guys are like uh, maybe it pick up on different things differently like you probably a little bit maybe a little bit more passionate yeah. but I think it's amazing yeah. though that you both of you guys you know went both went into the arts worked together mm-hmm. um, and the distance thing doesn't matter and you guys are still mm-hmm. part of this you know and, um, organization and you guys are working mm-hmm. on all these different yeah. things I mean I think it's a I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Last, song, uh, last, last question, for sure, for sure. What, um, whoever wants to go first, what's your go-to I need to get hype song? Oh, I got a few of them. I'm not going to say fuck Donald Trump, but that was today, but not that's not like It got a, you hyped today. <laughs> but that's not every day, so I, I'll, I'll bring another. Oh, I, I got one. Okay. Hey, Mark, you want to go? No, you go ahead. Um, it changes, so but right now, currently, I'm on um, uh, MF Doom Saliva. So nice. um, that's just my joint. It just gets me going. It gets me amped. MF Doom is fucking dope. He's right. So ill, like he—he's the definition of like knowing the rules and breaking them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's saliva is my joint. I've been rocking that for for um, I don't know this whole month. Right. Heavy rotation. Heavy rotation. 
heavy rotation. I, I think for me, it's um, it's Animal Instinct, Punk Mob Deep shit. Um, Deep, man. That's one of them. Like, Prodigy's worst on there is just, it's just so, like, Prodigy was definitely, he was in the top five conversation for a long time. Like, people don't really re- re- remember that shit, but he. Yeah, that's real. That, that, that when he was on, on, at his peak, like, that was some of my favorite shit. I also like um, Stay Fly. I, some of the Three Six Mafia shit too, like Stay Fly. Mm. I, I really like that. That's my joint too. I don't know, like that's the that's the Atlanta, like living in Atlanta for so long, like catching that vibe too. Like, oh, I'm sure. Um, you know, like, uh, you just reminded me because I have my, you know, my my go to is always Ghost Face Killer. We mm-hmm. made it or anything off Supreme Clientele. But there's, I have a bunch, but that's like a go-to. Like it's yeah. been around forever, yeah. like for different situations. I can think back, like I was hella nervous and I just yeah. played that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. but like when I was uh, putting some songs together, some Hyatt songs and, you know, as you guys know, like having a, a little one, I can't blast my music yeah. in the car. Yeah. And that's where like, you get the real, that's where you really yeah. get to hear it and feel it. So, you know, yeah. whenever I'm by myself, I was like, oh, shit, what can I roll right now? And just blast yeah. to the fucking the, blow out the speakers. And one is mm-hmm. always on the south tip because I've always gravitated to, you know, the h- hard shit, but like hard East yeah. Coast shit, hard South shit. Right, and yeah, so yeah. eight ball, mm. MJG, mm-hmm. like that, no. the production, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I think who was that? Salam Remy, maybe? Who was the production back then for them? I don't just the beats are just fucking hard as fuck and just like yeah, yeah. they're they're yeah. they're uh you know their flow yeah. and everything. It's just like ah, uh, yeah. it's like southern uh, uh, grime. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, real, it's real, it's real like drippy and thick and yeah. like yeah, but hella hard like duh. Oh, like I'll, yeah. I I blast it. That's like recently I was like ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's a vibe. It's a vibe, bro. But mm-hmm. I, I tell you. A new, a new thing, real quick. Um, so I just, I just started jogging again, and um, uh-huh. I've been, I've been trying to look at like, I've been trying to listen to new shit. And um, Benny the Butcher mm-hmm. um, from Griselda Camp, a song called War Paint. I'm gonna that's look that my up. shit. Yeah, that's, that's just your latest that's shit of the new, of the new crew. That's yeah. the new shit. Yeah, Griselda. Um, you know the whole Conway, the Machine, and, and uh, West Side Gun. That's that's the new shit that I've been rocking in my in my headphones when I'm trying to get amped, you know. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just really like feels like throwback '90s, but it's like a elevated 2020 '90s, if that makes sense. No, that's good. I like that where they take something a little bit inspiration from from back in the days, yeah. but they evolve it and make it their yeah. own. I love kids that are yeah. doing that shit. Like yeah. love that shit. Um, you, you you would like it too if if. If Ghostface is your go-to, like you would definitely right. like it. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Definitely gonna yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah. I, and it's, you know, I'm not. I don't. It seems like he's, just because you said that, it's like I'm not that type of person that's stuck in the golden age and that's all I listen to. Like I, yeah. I, I, I go to be pre-pandemic. I went to a concert and I took my niece because she was 18 at the time because I didn't want to huh. look like I was just at the concert trying to see some <laughs> young cat. You know, I was trying to be like, oh, I'm taking her, but I'm really going yeah, for yeah. myself. <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And because and, I love, I love the shit. I talked to my godson. He's like in his 20s, like 19, uh-huh. 20 year olds. 
and it's funny because yeah. if you love music, if you love hip hop, uh, R and B, soul, whatever, like you mm-hmm. can't just be stuck. You gotta you gotta evolve yourself, and you gotta, you gotta see evolve. what's out there. And you know, you yeah. learn something. You're like, oh shit, like this. Yeah. This group, this person, they flipped it. They're doing something different with these beats or they're, do, you know what I mean? And they're adding yeah. this and you're just like, okay, who, who sticks out? And I feel like I like that about you guys, about the people in my circles. It's like, we're not like those old people in our age bracket that are like, nah, man, nah, B, I ain't right. going to listen yeah, to nothing yeah. else. But, you know, like that shit's mm-hmm. trash. And it's like, well, yeah. there's a lot of trash out there, but there's a lot of amazing shit out there. So, yeah, now that's real. That's real shit. I think my ears are kind of conditioned a little bit just because you know my son. He's you know he's he's seventeen, gonna be eighteen next month. So the music that he listens to sometimes, like if he's just playing it, like I would be listening to it, and it's, it's been going on for years. And then so I just kind of like my ears are kind of I, I kind of understand why they they like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I understand the vibe of of the like little babies and and those type of dudes like. I get it, and some of it, what they're saying is not is not terrible. Like yeah. it's just it's just a it's just generational, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's generational. But I I think what and what I talked about to my to different people, and especially like my godson is like our generation, our age bracket. We're like the first. I think we're the first ones where, whether our kids are hella young or you know mm-hmm. in their twenties or whatever, we have so much in common because hip hop yeah. has evolved and grown yeah. and it's still because you know it was yeah. such a it was such a generational gap with with customs and music when it was like us and our parents right, right. Yeah, like right. It, it, and and they were like uh like hip hop is terrible and it was so brand new to us and it was like right. a, a foreign thing for them where they were just like nah and it's not going to be here it's not going to last and stuff like that so the fact right. that it's been evolving like we can we can have these discussions with like I was just talking to to like a I don't know what she's turned into maybe a mentee or something and she's like nineteen mm-hmm. and we were like let's she's like I heard you like music like let's you know uh, swap playlists and I was yeah. like we can swap playlists and I'm loving her shit right. and she's love, like you know what I'm saying like it's that's so, yeah. that's rare that's a that's a newer thing for us and I think it's awesome yeah. and I one thing we'll talk when I was thinking ta- talking about with Kano is like we were always the hip hop friend and. We we grew up and we're still into hip hop because we're we weren't fair weather mm-hmm. you know fans and then mm-hmm. there's other people right. that we went to high school with that like they grew up and they went like they forgot hip hop I don't know like they like yeah. it's, they're too cool I think for it. Like, out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah they grew up like how do you grow hip-hop. out of it you like that means you yeah. were never down <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I never understood that like I don't like, I I, I listen my my shit's broadened you know what did you say Mike uh, I just said that that kind of frustrating like when oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, how i'll grow it and it's like how 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 do you do that like, <laughs> exactly like, like, that's like outgrowing language in like instruments exactly <laughs> um yeah no that like the music yeah. yeah it is it is yeah always like i had a point too but i don't remember what it was <laughs> probably my fault it was <laughs> No, it was my fault because I asked you because I said, what'd you say? And then that just fucking threw me it just, off. You lost it. Well, I lost it. Well, I just want to say thank you. I, we know we ran over. I know you guys have a bunch of stuff to do. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to, to do this with me. And uh, it was like gold. You guys are the unicorn oh. to get both of you guys together. 
Um, so I, when you sent me the time, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, let's do it. Like, I oh, want to catch awesome. him in the beginning of the week because I was like, you know, yeah. I want to keep the same energy and stuff. So I really appreciate you guys. And, I, you know, um, let the people know where they can find you. Um, after the, I'm going to ask them for links. So don't even stress. I'm going to put all mm-hmm. the links in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But just right. like, you know, to your handles real quick. At Mad Twins across the board, M-A-D-T-W-I-I-N-Z. Right. Double eyes. Double eyes for the two, for the two. Mm-hmm. Right then, guys. Thank you so much. No, this was fun. This was very fun. fun. Thanks for reaching out. Um, yeah, it's it nice to see your face during the pandemic. Hi, my name is Lilian Rivera, and I am an author, and uh, my latest uh, young adult novel is coming out September 15th. It's called Never Look Back. It's a retelling of the Greek myth Orpheus and Eurydice set in New York with um, Afro-Latino protagonists, characters. Um, It has bachata, it it has prince, it has love, it has angry spirits and goddess and um, all kinds of stuff. So that's it. What's up? And now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello, Supernatural Bear here um, with another SNB Corner. Boom. Um, today, I just want to talk about something um, on this program called Scratch. Really awesome. It's um, a coding game. On Safari, if you, if any of you, um, people listening have Safari, I sometimes do little animations on my Scratch projects that I post so that way the entire Scratch community, um, can share. Yeah, I just want to say that to everybody. Um, what what's the site so people can go to the site? Oh yeah, so people can go to the site. Look at my. Look at my little animations. Look up everyone else's animations on Scratch. Um, go to scratch.mit.edu. Repeat this one more time. Scratch.mit.edu. All right. Uh, peace, guys. Yeah. Episode nine, Mad Twins. How awesome are they? For sure. Um, As I mentioned, we will be adding stuff, links in the show notes. So when I say that, I just mean if you're, for instance, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you look, click details on each episode, you'll see all the information on the show clickable links also if you go to word to your mama every episode has their own episode page where you could listen on there and also have all the clickable links so for mad twins i'm going to have links to the projects that we discussed during the episode the artists that they mentioned their socials their website all that good stuff And before I let you guys go, I just want to let you know that this is being released the week of the 26th, which is the week before the end of the elections, because, of course, we're 
in the middle of the elections right now. And I was like, who, what should I release that week? And I'm going to go ahead and, and not release anything that week. So the weekend of the election, because there's a lot of things going down and I want to see where we're at. And I, you know, if depending on how it goes, maybe have a guest on that uh, we can discuss. So I'm still just not going to, I'm not going to post anything that week. So we have a week off and then we'll reconvene the, the next week. But I just want to say thank you so much for all the support so far. I'm getting a lot of feedback and uh, just the fact that it's impacting one or two people, if more. But the fact that I hear, you know, it, it, it means everything to me. So thank you so much for the support. If you want to support us, please leave a review, um, donate or purchase something from the store. Do all three. Who's to say? And uh, thanks. We reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy P. Word to Your Mama intro, produced by Nico Beats. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPeriwinkle.com, DoyenSharp.com, and PanoplyBPO.com. <laughs>